In three, two, yeah. one. Uh, and welcome back to the Soccer Life Mastery podcast, part two now with our mate AJ. With our man AJ. Last oh episode gosh. was awesome. Was I was a big cool. fan. We learned a lot. That was of like things. last week. Again, once again, it was <laughs> ten seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, we're still with them, anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, AJ. Um, yeah, do you have any? Uh... Yeah, I do. I do actually. So I was just thinking, like pretty much the same thing we normally keep saying. So. You're born in the UK, so it's a, such a, like, a beautiful place for you to start your career as a soccer coach or like soccer player or like whatever. And then how did you came up with the idea? Like why, why did you came to Australia, like now yeah. in the US? So you, you kind of like mentioned that before, but like, can you just go through like, okay, why not just stick in England and then just try to do like everything in there? It's like a really nice place to, to start your career. Yeah, so, so for me, uh, as, as you guys know, England... Um, it's the best place in the world to play football. It's the best place in the world, and it's the hardest. I'm English, um, and it's hard to play, it's hard for an Englishman to play at a decent enough level in England. So for me, I, I've always said this to everybody I've met. I wasn't always the best player. I wasn't always the most technical, but I worked my back end off. And when I mean that, I did more than anybody. I ran more than anybody. I was in the gym more than anybody. Worked after training, before training, more than anybody. And it, it got to the point where that really started to affect me as in, as in like, I wanna play, I know I'm good enough, I know I work hard enough, I wanna play. So for me, I had a friend uh, that I met in the US uh, called uh, Alex Clark. Um, Carl knows Alex. Um, yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great for the kids, great. Um, and, and yeah, he, he was playing uh, over in Australia um, for Vipers, where me and Cole played together. Um, and I spoke to the coach and spoke to the, some of the players and the staff and um, yeah, we, we made it happen. And, and that's kind of the reason, that's how I got to Australia uh, first, and, first and foremost, um, to, to really just continue playing and, and just enjoy my football. and play again in another country, uh, somewhere new, somewhere where the football's different, um, and just try and get as much experience as, as possible under my belt um, in, in a different country. Yeah. So one of the things that he just mentioned that I keep saying to my kids all the time, like for example, okay, if you don't consider yourself like the best player, so how are you gonna become like one of the first 11? How are you gonna start? Mm. You, you need to dedicate, you need to go to the gym more, as he said, and I think that was literally one of your frustrations as well, because like your your mates were like hanging out and everything. Mm. And so we say in the last podcast episode, so okay, everyone was doing like whatever. You're totally focused, and then you got the injury, and that's the reason you got yeah. like devastated later on. But I, I'm telling you guys, for me now as a coach, and for you as well, I believe okay, this guy has some skills, but this one is a great listener. This one is a, has leadership. Mm -hmm. This one is committed to the training session all the time. The other one has the skills. Yes, it's important. Yes, but the other one, it's a way much more important. Mm. So it's not just about like, okay, you're a really nice and good like soccer player. Yeah, but you're different too. So you're different because you have like a leadership. You're different because you like literally have the commitment to go to the training session, to listen to your coach and do whatever it takes to go there. So you might not be the most skillful one, but you're definitely one of the most important. So that's that's pretty much like what, what he's saying, what you did in your career as well. 100%. Um, like even, uh, even seeing the players in our academy and things like that, you can see the players that have that mentality who, who just want to listen and, and work hard and improve. And then you can see some other players that don't have that mentality. 
and they even might be a little bit more skillful. But I know there's no chance of them yeah. going anywhere because to to get through this the ups and downs and to improve and, and beat the competition of other players wanting your spot and things like you need the mentality of okay, how can I a growth mindset of how can I improve, how can I get better. I'm not settling for where I am at the moment. Yeah. I'm not happy with just being in the starting 11. I'm not happy with just being in the state team. It's always next. Can, how can I get better and better? Because um, like, when they have like the first no, when they have like the first like guy who just know how to mark them, like the really nice defender, mm. they get frustrated. They don't, mm. they don't play the way they, they should. Like those are skillful guys. Yeah. The other ones, they might want to come to you and say, hey coach, I'm trying. What should I do now? Mm. So they might want to ask for help because that's the way we kind of like create that kind of players. Yes. And which is a good thing for us. I was like, hey, I know it's not working, so I want you in a different position. But then if you get those skillful guys in a different position, they might not going to play like the way they should. Because like, okay, I've never been training here because I'm good. I know how to dribble. Yeah, but you're midfielder now, so you need to do different. I don't yeah. know. No, for sure. Well, um, what I see with, with some players is, you know, players have been always good from birth, so to speak. And they've never gone through any, they've always started. They've always been the better player. And then they want to make the leap to, Okay, now you're joining all the better players. And then they, they, they go on the bench for maybe one game. Or they're not good enough to start off with. They quit straight away. Yeah. Because they've, always, they've never had the growth. They've never... 100%. Uh, 100%. 100%. I think we've all played with players that are, are very much like that. And, and as, as I would say, it's a God gift, right? It's, some of those players are God gift. It's a, it's a God given talent. They can do things that I could only dream of, right? It's, it's that type of player they are. But it's... It doesn't make you the whole player. It doesn't make you the best player. You know, it, you need the whole package. And for me, the biggest thing that I got told when I was a young, young age was you need to be obsessed with what you do. Be obsessed with what you do. Be obsessed with practice. Be obsessed with practicing every single day. When you get up in the morning, the first thing you should think about is, how can I make it? If you want, if that's your dream, if that's your dream and that's what you want, first thing you gotta do when you wake up in the morning is how can, how can I make it? What do I have to do? Okay, roll out of bed, do 20 push-ups, just say, you know? You have to be obsessed. You have to be obsessed with the, every aspect of it. You, if, okay, if you've played a game on a weekend and it isn't your best game, you might not have the facilities or something for your dad, uh, for your team to video your games, but okay, get one of the guys on the side to video your games, watch them. That's what I did wrong, I did this wrong. Be obsessed with every aspect of the game. And and that's what I was told when, when I was a very young age and I kind of just made sure that was the first thing I had in my mind, be obsessed, be obsessed, be obsessed. Well, that is why we actually named ourselves Soccer Life Mastery. I made this, you know, five years ago. Is because it's not just how I'm on, how I am on the field. It's okay. How do I? How well can I sleep? How, you said every aspect. That's why we're about. Can I improve my sleep? Can I improve my diet? Can I improve the way I recover? Can I improve how athletic I am? Can I improve my technical skills? It's can I improve everything? Can I improve my mentality? Can I improve my resilience? It's everything because it's all the one percenters. If you're trying to become a one percent player who is you know Premier League. You have to do all the one percenters. If you don't, someone else is, and that guy's going to take your spot. And that's and that's even not you know that's without having you know the, the birth given talent so to speak. Yeah. It's like you know if you do have the talent or don't, you still got to do these things. There's no 
there's no shortcuts. If you don't, you're not going to get to the highest. Oh, 100%. And, and Kyle, so, sorry to start you talking, but I, I would say, and, and I'll give the kids a little something that I've kind of picked up as I've got older, and I didn't know this at the very start, but this is something that you guys can do um, that can really help and, and propel you to that next level. And it's, I would, what I've picked up is everything is strategy. Everything in this, in this life, in what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, including football, is strategy. So write it down. Write your goals down on that and, and make them small little goals for you to achieve. It's like a ladder. You can't get to that top of that ladder without climbing the, the rest of the, the steps. You can't do it. So what you need to do is write every single goal down and focus all your energy on that one goal. And then, okay, once that, tick it off. Literally have a piece of paper where you write these goals down and you can tick it off, okay? I accomplished that one this week in a game or in training or whatever. And then the next goal, can I tick that one off in two weeks, okay? I ticked it off in two weeks. And you know what? You might not be able to tick every single one off. You might not be able to. But look at it in, in six months. Look at that list in six months. And I promise you right now, I promise you, it, if you've put 20 things on that list, I guaranteed 15 of those things you would have ticked off because there's 15 things that is non-negotiable your hard work your training your attitude your to be obsessed with of, of your practice and um, past completion and these are just aspects of the game but make that list make the goal list and take every single one off day by day I think it's a great Sorry. point no one second <laughs> I think it's a great point because I even find players that I train and you know, six months down the track, they think I'm just—I don't feel like I'm getting better. But objectively, I know you're getting better. I can see you're getting better. But plays as they get better, their standards get better. So they sometimes think they're getting worse. Yeah, exactly. But if you can look back and say, "Hey, look, actually, I've completed these goals. I've—I've I've gotten better and better. I've achieved all these things." Okay, that gives me a relax. I can relax. Okay, I am getting somewhere. I am progressing. Because I think the anxiety comes from not progressing. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. I'm still in the same team. I'm still. Um, you know, I haven't made the state team yet or gone to, you know, first team uh, football. And you get the anxiety. But if you can see, hey, look, I've been checking these off. I'm having progression. I am getting somewhere. I think that's very important. Something because that's I, I think, like, one of the issues as well is just because we kind of, like, look like the improvement, like, right now. We don't look like with the big picture. Mm. So we kind of look, okay, I'm training so hard. So which means, like, you know, in a month, I'm going to be one of the first 11. In a month, I'm going to be, like, so yeah. skilled. No, hold on a second. As you said... You're going to tick the boxes. You're going to need to learn. You need to be obsessed. And I keep saying that all the time to my kids when we're doing like the training session. Okay. I don't, I just don't get it. How like professional soccer players, they're not as good as they should with both feet. Like, okay, yeah. come to the left one. Oh, they quickly go to the right one. Cause like they don't know how to use like the left yeah, one yeah, like, yeah. properly. So I was telling Kyle, for example, to be natural, like for example, I was telling my kids, Hey, try to do everything. So if, if you're right hand or like right footer, just try to do everything with the left foot, left left hand, like just everything. Just grab, grab like a glass of water, just drink with the left one. Just grab the remote control to change the channel with like the left side all the time. But then in the game, pretty much the same thing. Okay, I'm in the training session right now. So in the training session, I need to complete like at least three passes with the left foot. It's just an example. In the beginning, yeah, in the beginning, you kind of like overthink. In the beginning, you kind of like just go like, wow, my gosh, I'm overthinking. I need to pass the ball all the time with the left foot. But then... In a week, in two weeks, or in a month, this is natural. You you mm. literally become part of like your way to play. 
you're not thinking anymore. I need to do like three passes. I need to kick. And kids, like even like like professional players, they, they don't think about that anymore. So when you see like a professional soccer player who can kick with both feet, then you're like, oh, this guy is amazing. Well, if you think about it, it's not that amazing. Should be normal. It's just like a normal. Just think about it. Yeah. And they earn like millions and millions. They they should. All of them, they should like play like a problem. Okay, come to the left foot. Well, dribble and score. That's it. Yeah. No. So, so something, something that, something that is always stuck in my head, and like from watching players, right? Like the reason why De Bruyne, these players, these type of players, Grealish and like Salah and um, Henderson, and they, the reason why they're so good is because their focus level, their focus level, and it's it's not necessarily that they're so much better than other players it's just their focus level and and their focus on messing up is much more higher than say mine or Kyle's or the, those type of players you know that the, the focus level is much more much more higher so that being said how do you make that better and for me was I would focus on just one aspect if there was a game I would make sure within the first five minutes of that game I would complete the, the first three passes. So I'd focus on that first pass, that's all I'd focus on. I'm not worried about number three, focus on number one first, then number two, then number three. And it sounds so simple and sounds so so just generic, but it's, it's the most important thing because then what does that do? That breeds your confidence in the game, that breeds you know, you, you step into, you, you go through them steps and that's what you're doing by just focusing on number one, focusing on that first step. So if, if it's kids, if it's my any advice and, and the, the guys will back me up here, it's just focus on every single detail in front of you, every single detail. Yeah, that, that's what makes you different. And for example, like something that it is silly for the kids as well. When you keep saying like, oh, keep your heads up. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, because if you can see the whole case scenario happen in front of you, you might think one step ahead and then you, you, you know, like what you're going to do. If you have like the ball on your feet and then, okay, you look up, oh, they're coming. So you're going to have some action. So focus on those simple details. Like, hey, keep your heads up. Try yeah. to stick with the ball. Try to use the opposite mm -hmm. way. Use the left and right. For like all the time and then I think yeah. that is a good point for players who maybe get anxiety before the game. They're getting really, really nervous. They're thinking, okay, what if I lose the ball? What if I do this? What if I do don't do that? It's like just focus on get that first pass. But getting nervous is also part of the game. This is important. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. Yeah. I, I used to I, I still miss that adrenaline yeah. of getting nervous or getting the play. So I keep telling to the kids, guys, this is so cool. I think that's a good point. Love the nerves. Yeah, love the nerves and oh my gosh, because like after five minutes playing, you, you don't get that nervous anymore. Yeah, it's just seriously, you don't. Before the game, it's That's just the like thing. before the game yeah. when you started the first pass, as you said, the first pass you're kind of like, oh, they're coming. Well, but if you nail the first pass, you make the easy one. The confidence will come like quickly, and then yeah. once you realize, you're like, hey, pass, pass, pass. Because in the beginning, you're kind of like, I don't want the pass. I don't you, want to. You don't want to be the yes. first one to mess up. Like, blah blah blah. Yeah, you're kind of comfortable. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. That's you're afraid, and then later on you're like, yes, 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 go, 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 yeah. quickly. It's a great, a great saying, a great saying from a, a coach that I had. He, he was a New Zealand national coach, uh, like assistant national coach, and um, he would say, when we'd have big games or with even small games, he'd look us all in the eyes, and he, he was an old school coach, so he'd go around the change rooms, and he'd, 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 he'd be like, straighten your eyes, and he'd be like, pressure is a privilege. 
Pressure is a privilege, meaning that you get to wear this badge, right? You get to put that badge on your chest. You get to lace up your, your cleats, your boots, whatever you want to call them, and you get to play. What happens in that kid that can't play? It's a privilege to be wearing that badge. It's a privilege to be playing for that club. So enjoy it and take those nerves in and go and play the best game of your life because it's a privilege. Kids never forget it. Pressure is a privilege. This is Monday mentality, by yeah, the way. Yeah, We're gonna yeah. use that one. We need to clip that. We'll of clip. course, I'm gonna take that one. Says, I was just waiting, like, yeah. for him to finish to say, "We're gonna use that next Monday motivation, Monday yeah. mentality." There you go, AJ. Part of the team. It's a great point, and I think that might actually help some kids. Is where you know I'm getting nervous, but okay, you know I've maybe got a teammate or I know someone who's injured and can't even play. For exactly, that's a privilege I can play today rather than being injured and having gratitude. Hey, look, I can play. Let me play football. Let me, Oh, let me play the game I love. And uh, I think, yeah, unlike, like you said too, is trying to come to terms with loving those nerves and accepting those nerves and thinking it's just a part of it. I know that in five minutes, as soon as the game starts, I'm going to forget about those nerves. Because, um, sorry to cut you no, in, it's, it's, just, it's just a matter of, like, for example, if everyone come to you and say, AJ, hey, can you tell me like a really funny story? Well, the funny story is something wrong that happened with you. Yeah. It's something that just came, oh, that was totally wrong. That was something that happened with me in the day. So when you talk about like your, hey, can you tell me like about your career? And then you kind of, oh my gosh, I remember like, for example, getting a huge, like the state was full of people, like totally crowded, I was looking, I was so nervous. Well, the story's going to come through yeah. those points, like yeah. the nerves point. Not, not like, hey, yeah, I remember like 15 minutes of the first beer, I just did like a really nice pass, one yeah. meter <laughs> from yeah, yeah. me. No, you're not going to remember those moments. Yeah. You're going to remember like the other ones. When you do and get then, nervous. when And then when you come to the kid, to explain, hey, how you to settle down or something like that is because you leave that moment. You leave that moment under pressure. So you know how to come to the game and say, hey, I understand you. I, I understand where you're coming from. So slow down. That's it. Blah, blah, blah. So you, we kind of learn with our own mistakes. We learn with the pressure. We learn with, of course, we also learn with the easy ways too. Mm. But that kind of moment is like... We just make like kind of like, I know it sounds corny or weird, but like, it's a kind of like the way you make the history for yourself as well. Yeah. So, sure. okay. How was it? Oh my gosh, guys, was, I was so nervous. I remember like every time I, I'm, I'm working something different, when you go to the job interview, you get nervous. Uh, <laughs> so we've been speaking about pressure and you mentioned, I did want to ask you, you know, how do you deal with pressure? Is there anything, is there any sort of, you know, rituals that you have or what, what, do you sort, of, what sort of things you do? Um, I, if I'm really nervous before a game and I'm like, my nerves are getting the better of me, I'll just sit there and, and go to a quiet place in the changing rooms or with my headphones in and just take a few deep breaths and, and again remind myself that pressure is a privilege, I'm here for a reason, I'm here because the coach believes in me, my teammates believe in me um, and I believe in what I'm doing. I trust that my practice and the trainings that I've been going through that I, I'm here for a reason. I'm here because I'm meant to be here. And I, if, if, it's, if it's like nerves where it's like, wow, look, I've got a big, I've got a, just say for instance, like I've had in the past, I've had big coaches that are very much like big figures in the game and gonna make decisions on me for maybe a trial or uh, a contract. I, I often say to myself, I picked this game, this game didn't pick me, so enjoy what I'm doing. I picked it, I picked to play football, I picked it. Football didn't pick me, 
I picked to play football. So enjoy it, enjoy the moment, and be grateful for where you're at. So that would be my only advice to, to, to young kids and to older kids, whoever watches this, is just remind yourself when you're feeling nervous, take a few deep breaths and remind and go over however many times you need to do it, 10, 20 times before you kick off, keep telling yourself, it's okay. Pressure is a privilege. I picked this game and I believe I'm meant to be here. Awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. It's what happened with you. You had a passion of playing soccer mm -hmm. and now you have a passion of being Mr. Soccer Life Master. Exactly. So like mom and dad, son, kids and everything, you, you cannot replace it. But the rest, yes, you can. It's going to be painful sometimes, but yeah, you're definitely going to find out like a different passion or something that you can move to a different perspective. Now kids look to you and say, I want to be like Kyle. Mm. What I would say about pressure in dealing with it is, is like you mentioned, how you've done the practice. You know, there's nothing else I can do. You know, I'm at, I'm at the game. There's no much... I can't think about, you know... It doesn't matter how much I think, I'm still going to play. You know, play your game. You practice. Give yourself the permission to just play football. To enjoy the game. Rather than overthinking, am I going to mess up? Am I going to score? You know, am I, your coach going to scream at you? You've done the practice. Have you prepared? If you prepared, there's nothing else you can do. you prepared. You've done everything you can. Exactly, and, and, and guys, look, you have to remember, like, if you go into a game, you go into a practice, you go into anything in life thinking, oh, I'm not going to mess up, or you, you will mess up. It's, it's a fact. It's a fact that you're going to mess up. You're going to give the ball away. You're going to maybe not have a great training session, maybe not have a great game. It's a fact of life that, you, that, that will happen sometime in your career. It's how you deal with it. It's how you say to yourself, you know what? It's all right, forget about it. Forget about it. I used to say to Kyle, actually, I used to say, I remember when we played together, and I used to say to him, if he messed up, he used to get really worked up. And even myself, I used to say, you can't rewind time. Because if we could rewind time, we'd all be playing for Man United. We'd all be playing for Chelsea. We'd all be playing for Real Madrid. I, I always used to say this, and it's something that I've, I've, I consistently say to myself when I'm playing. If I mess up or make a bad pass, okay, it's gone. Don't worry about it, it's gone. It's gone. And I just always said that to myself. So they, yeah, do, yeah, I think that will... they do say the best athletes have the worst memory. So they forget about their mistakes straight away. And also, like I say, if you play the worst game in the world, you're still going to wake up tomorrow. You're still, gonna, you're still alive. You're still going to have another training session. You're still going to have another game. You could play the absolute, you could not make a single good pass. Doesn't matter. You're still going to have another game, another training you're session. You're going to have the chance to. Maybe messed up again, yeah. or maybe just learn from it. Yeah, we got two minutes before we got to get kicked off from from Zoom. So, is there any anything that you know you want to share about you know whether it's your social media, or whatever? Or you just want to you know anything you want to say? Final last words. Yeah, guys, just just um, just keep working hard, uh, no matter what you do. Be obsessed with what you do, uh, and enjoy this game because this game didn't pick you; you picked the game. And uh, feel free to follow me. On Instagram, it's AJ Bannister, the number four. Um, and yeah, if you want any advice or whatever, just drop me a message. I'm always here and, uh, and reach out. Please reach out, guys, and just enjoy what you do. Enjoy. And if you have a dream, follow it. Follow it to the last breath. Um, if you believe in it and you know that you can do it, then follow it. Follow it because there's nothing like living your dream. Um, and that's one thing I'd say to anybody, uh, whether it's working in an office, whatever, if you can live your dream, go and live it because it's the best thing in the world, even if you do it for one hour.
off camera even spoke about uh, maybe doing something with AJ in uh, in the US. So drop a comment or, or message us if you'd like to see something happening, or if you'd just like to see AJ back on the podcast. Um, but dude, thanks you so much for, for coming yeah. on. You've been an absolute legend. I'm sure we're going to get some good clips out of this, and I'm sure people are going to be saying, "Hey, look, we want to learn more from AJ." So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so so much again. It was a really like nice to meet you. Yay! It was really, really cool. But come on, man. You, you should have talked to us now in, with American accent, right? <laughs> yeah. We're about to get kicked yeah. off Zoom, though, so we better go. Hey, I just can't do that, bro. I just can't do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can't do that. Cool. Awesome. Later, Good night, man. Man. I'll see you later. Thank right? you so much, guys. Ciao, bro. Appreciate it. See you, bye. Later. Later, dude.